Hey, it's the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Fedoff. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate that. Lots to get to. We got a lot to talk about this week anyway. We'll do a, um, we're going to talk about baseball right now, just because the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game just ended. The draft just ended also. Um, but first, I want to tell you about BetUs.com. Uh, this whole, uh, we're presented by BetUs.com. Bet the three-decade leader, BetUs. Uh, join now. For 125% bonus uh, using promo code DSP125 or 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. DSP125 for 125% bonus or DSP200 um, for a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code, uh, again, DSP200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more. It's actually bet, uh, betus.com. Sorry, you bet you win, you get paid. Betus.com. Make sure you go there again. DSP125 or DSP200, and get the uh, specials they have going there with the promo code. So make sure you check them out. They support us. Uh, we ask you to support them as well. All right, so Major League Baseball draft ended. Four Buckeyes got drafted. Uh, TJ Brock, a relief pitcher, uh, was taken in the sixth round by the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Zach Tenzo, he is an outfield for Ohio State, was taken uh, in the 12th round uh, by the Houston Astros. Uh, Nathan Carraff was a uh, 20th round pick by Philadelphia. And then Ethan Hammerberg went in the 20th round for the White Sox. It's um, uh, the first time since 2016 the Buckeyes have had four players drafted in the same draft. And uh, also now they've got six pitchers taken in the last two drafts. You know, last year, Hammerberg made 25 appearances, and he had 49 strikeouts and only six walks and 35 and two-thirds innings. Guys hit just 235 against him, so good for him. Good for all four of them going into the uh, Major League Baseball draft, um, heading to their respective teams and getting their professional careers started, I, I would believe. Uh, Bill Moziello, the new head baseball coach, he uh, has announced who's going to be on his staff, a couple of new people on his staff. Uh, one is going to be Andrew C. He'll be the pitching coach. He replaces uh, Dan DeLucia, who had a good run there for Ohio State, former Buckeye also, who uh, pitched uh, professionally for quite a while there. But um, he was Clemson's pitching coach the last seven seasons. The Tigers, uh, you know, they, the Clemson Tigers baseball team made a few appearances in the uh, NCAA tournament during that time, but he, he comes over here. He's also a uh, – um, he played for OU, Ohio University, and graduated from OU. Um, and he was their pitching coach and recruiting coordinator from 2007 to 2012. Damon Lesler, the other one, he was the uh, assistant coach at Charleston Southern last season, hitting coach, and uh, they uh, made it to the Big South Championship last year. He also was with Cal for a while as their hitting coach. Um, he was a, I'm sorry, he was a, uh, uh, he worked some with the hitting, but he's also more catching and base running coach there. Um, so uh, that's a couple additions to his staff. So all those changes, and I think that, you know, so um, a whole new staff comes in, and when you look at four Buckeyes getting drafted, you would have thought maybe they'd be better um, than they showed last year, which is part of the reason why they have a new coaching staff in there as well. So uh, congratulations to those guys getting added to um, the, the Major League Baseball, the pro baseball ranks, I should say. Uh, some Ohio State football news now. They added a four-star linebacker, uh, Jelani Thurman, who committed to Ohio State uh Earlier, uh, earlier this week, and he's the um, second tight end from the class of 2023, 19th commit at the time is what he was. So uh, he's the ninth best tight end of the class. He's from Georgia, and he was being wooed by all the schools that you would think would be wooing a great player with uh, Alabama, you know, Auburn, Michigan State were all after him as well. He had a great visit here in Columbus, and um, that's really what uh, sealed the deal for him. He made his uh, commitment to Ohio State. And look, 
with Ohio State, and, and we just saw, you know, uh, Jeremy Rucker got drafted by the New York Jets, and there's Ohio State tight ends have gone on to have decent careers in the NFL. Uh, you can't expect a Tony Gonzalez type or, I guess more recently, a Travis Kelsey type or a, um, you know, a, a Darren Waller tight end to come out of Ohio State. It's just the way that the program is structured, it's difficult to, I think, to forecast somebody in that role. Uh, Rucker, when he came in, he told Ryan Day he wanted to he wanted to be the next Rob Gronkowski. And, you know, Gronkowski obviously gets a lot of play in the passing game with the Patriots and then the Buccaneers. And Ruckert may get that kind of play, but at Ohio State, the tight ends, with the way that Brian Hartline brings in receivers, these five-star guys, and the way Ohio State is so effective in the running game, it's the tight end will rarely be a focal point. When a tight end comes here, they're going to do a lot more blocking. Now, he might be able to catch double-digit touchdowns, which, which would be huge. A, a tight end, a great tight end, might be able to get double-digit touchdowns at Ohio State in the season. That's very possible. But he's not going to catch more than, like, you know, 35, 40 passes for the season. You won't see a tight end putting up like a, like a nine for 115 and two-touchdown game. Doesn't mean they're not good. But when they get to the NFL, then they're already adept at blocking, which is huge. It's a big plus for them. So, and I'm not saying guys come here expecting to be blocking tight ends. Um but it certainly is something Ohio State's good at teaching. And, you know, you get a chance to work against a, a great defense in practice. And so that also helps out as well. I'm curious, see, Jimmy Ruckert's an important player for Ohio State going forward when it comes to recruiting tight end, recruiting tight ends. Because if he can be good, if he can go out there and have a decent, uh, you know, decent first season, decent career with the Jets, a decent first few years, you know, and, and um, he develops into more of a receiving tight end than what you saw at Ohio State. That will do nothing but improve their chances of drafting more great, or, I'm sorry, recruiting more great tight ends at Ohio State. Ohio State did lose out on a linebacker, Tackett Curtis, who's in the 2023 class. He's a top 100 guy. He uh, is going to USC. He picked USC over Ohio State and Wisconsin. Uh, the Buckeyes were hoping to grab him. Uh, didn't work out. That's okay. You know, I don't like losing guys you're you're going out on or trying to get, but. Um, you know, not the worst thing in the world. They've still got plenty of talent there. Waiting to hear what Austin Novosad's going to do. Austin Novosad is the quarterback out of uh, the state of Texas who originally committed to Baylor, but then took a visit to Ohio State. And he was like a three-star, got offered by Ohio State. And now there's, you know, Texas A&M's after him. Baylor still wants him. He hasn't officially said, I'm not going to Baylor. He hasn't made his official decision anyway. But now Notre Dame is involved. Uh, Notre Dame wants him to come out for a visit. He's debating that. We'll see about that. But he's gotten more play, gotten better, more publicity uh, since the uh, since the beginning of the recruiting process. And uh, you know, Ohio State doesn't have a 2023 quarterback in the class yet, so they're certainly going after Novasad. Uh, he was supposed to make his decision like two weeks ago is when he said he was probably going to make his decision. Now he's holding off. It might be early August before we find out where he's going. Ohio State, though, very much in the running. Uh, A&M's trying to get him to come out for a visit. And, you know, so it's like A&M, Baylor, Ohio State, and then Notre Dame as a late entrant into that. Also, uh, Stacey Gage from the class of 2024. He's a four-star running back. And um, he is uh, he was from IMG Academy. And now he is going um, to Wharton, Florida for his junior season. And uh, he's transferring high schools. And Ohio State already has um, a, uh, a Dejon Johnson, who is a four-star cornerback in the 2023 class who's there. So you got 2024 running back transferring to a school where there's a 2023 uh, top 100 guy for Ohio State that's playing there as well. We'll see if that helps out at all. Uh, he also said, by the way, 
uh, Gage has said that uh, Dylan Wayola, the quarterback in the class of 2024 that Ohio State got, the five-star top recruit, uh, top quarterback in that class, has been, uh, uh, the way he said it, he's been um, recruiting him just about every day is what it says. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, anyway, uh, one more final note here. The uh, Heisman Trophy odds were out. C.J. Stroud plus 200 is a favorite. Bryce Young at plus 350 from Alabama, the other one. And what's it, what I think is going to happen, what has to happen is, first of all, uh, Bryce Young won it last year, and he's a, he's a great college quarterback. I don't think Bryce Young will be a great NFL quarterback. I think he'll be a good NFL quarterback. I don't think he'll be great. C.J. Stroud has a chance to be great. My point about the Heisman Trophy is this. There's been one two-time Heisman Trophy winner in – obviously in the history of the, the award, and it's Archie Griffin from Ohio State when he won it in 74 and 75 with the Buckeyes. There's been other guys that have won it and then come back the next year and didn't win it. Uh, most recently, like Johnny Manziel. You know, he won it and then uh, came back and did not win it his next year. And I'm not saying there is a out-and-out campaign against a two-time winner, but I think if you want to be a two-time winner, if you're going to get those votes, you absolutely have to have a, an incredible year, like heads and tails above everybody in college football. If it's close, I think that if like if Young and Stroud, if they both at the end of the regular season, undefeated teams, and their stats are almost exactly identical, I think Stroud has a better chance of winning it. Now, I know you could say, well, Stroud, you know, and, um, and Jack Smith and Jigba may end up splitting the vote. Very possible, no doubt. But I'm just, I, I'm not saying the Heisman Trophy Committee, I'm not saying the Downtown Athletic Club and all that. I'm not saying that, they, that, the, that the voters are against someone winning a second Heisman Trophy. I just think it's very difficult for them to vote for somebody the second time to win the Heisman Trophy. Archie Griffin has done such a fantastic job of representing college football. I know he's out there all the time, like face of college football, making these changes and leading it into the next, uh, you know, the next big thing that's going on in college football. He's not doing that. He is absolutely, you know, but uh, behind the scenes, never been in trouble though. Uh, a very um, revered individual in college football, not just in Columbus, not just in the state of Ohio, not just in the Big Ten, in college football. And it's going to take a really special person to become the next two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Archie Griffin was not a great pro. He was a serviceable pro, but he was not a great pro. He was a great college football player for a great team with a great coach in Woody Hayes that had a lot of success. I think it's going to be difficult, very, very difficult when it comes to it, for a voter to give somebody else a chance to be the second two-time Heisman Trophy winner. All right, that's it for us today. Next time, we're going to talk. Uh, we got a lot more football talking into about the conference realignment, about NIL deals, all of that. But uh, we're getting closer and closer to September 3rd, Ohio State and Notre Dame. And uh, thank you for tuning in to Buckeye Blitz. Follow me on Twitter. I am at Did Happens, And this has been the uh, Buckeyes Daily Blitz.